Hello, podcast listener. If you're a fan of the 100-plus episodes of the United Podcast, you can show your appreciation by voting for us on the Sports Podcast Awards. Head to sportspodcastawards.com and click Vote Now. You'll find us in the Best Team Podcast category. We'll include a link and info in this episode's description. Thank you, and please enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to another Manchester United podcast. Hello, Maisie. How are you, mate? I'm good. How another are you? one, eh? Another one. Another one. Another one without Sam. Yeah. So it was two we did without you, and two we've done yeah, well, I, we I were doing working. without Sam. I was away, you know, working. Oh, what's Sam doing? I'm probably living out somewhere, wasn't I? I think, he, like. I think he is working somewhere. Um, back at Old Trafford, which is nice. Yes, we're in uh, one of these centennial suites in the, one of the quadrants. Very nice. Very posh in here, isn't it? Well, that's what we deserve. Yeah. <laughs> um, today on the podcast, Maisie, we have someone who has not made any appearances for Manchester United. However, came through the whole youth setup yeah. and will be a name that people know. Absolutely. Yep. Joined the club, seven-year-old, local lad as well from Moss Side. You know, I think what we have on these podcasts is obviously we have people who come through the youth get signed by the club, make so many appearances. But this is a, a unique one because, mm. um, as, as you just said, I never made any appearances for the first team. But One on the bench, just... A superstar as a kid. Mm-hmm. And Do you remember that name or was it before your time? No, no, I, I do remember him. I, I absolutely remember him. I mean, I'd left, left the club by then, but obviously watch, still watching MUTV yes. and watching the youth. A sensational footballer. And as happens with a lot of players, injuries happen at the wrong time. He picked up a couple of bad injuries and probably scuppered his career at United. But it'll be interesting to find out from him just how important the academy system was in his life. I love love speaking to people who've come through the academy, finding out who was influential. It's a true story, isn't it? And it's how, you know, particularly with United, the way the tradition of bringing you through. And a local lad as well. And a local lad as well. Just says it all. I'm really looking forward to it. I really am. Shall we get him on then? Here's Fabian Brander. Fabian Brandy, welcome to the Manchester United podcast. Right. Really good to see you. Likewise. Are you familiar with our podcasts? Um, I watched a few of them. Good. Yeah, I watched a few of them. Quite interesting. Yeah. Is it I Fabian or Fabian? Fabian, Fabs, anything you want to call me. Never called Fabian Bartas, was it? It's always Fabian. Fabian. It's mm. Fabian. So, all right, Fabian. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm easy to <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> Good to see you. Yep. Lots of Manchester United fans will be familiar with your name, of course, mm-hmm. particularly people who have watched Youth Academies. Yeah. Um, getting back to the podcast, have you done any podcasts yourself? Yeah, I've done a few. Um, I mean, I'll have to mention them. Yeah. yeah. We, might, we might edit them out if we don't like yeah. them, but yeah, go. <laughs> I did, um, I did um, Under the Cosh. Mm-hmm. I've done a BBC one mm-hmm. um, and a few a few other ones that I can't, can't remember what they're called, but yeah. So you're aware of the setup when we do yeah. a little bit of a life story of yeah. you. Um, tell us what you're doing at the moment then. Um, well, I'm doing a bit of punditry for MUTV, doing the under-18s, under-23s, and I did a first-team um, game a few weeks ago. And I'm doing, I've got um, an app called Scouted, which <clears throat> helps football players of all levels and ages um, get seen. So they self-upload video footage to the app, and scouts from across the world can um, type in the type of player that they're looking for and then hopefully bring him in and sign him. Oh. Scouted with a K. Yeah, with a K. I must add. Yeah. Why? It just looks stylish. I thought it looked stylish. Right. It looks a bit different, a bit unique. A bit different, yeah. yeah. Don't be a follower, be a leader. Exactly that. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you come up with this idea yourself and develop it? 
Yeah, so the idea came from, uh, it, the idea probably came into play when I was about 28 and 33 now. But I kind of, when I was at United, I was obviously quite fortunate to be there for, I think about 13 or 14 years. But like each year I kept seeing like my close friends get released and the parents might have not had the connections to get their player to an, another another club. So then as the years have obviously got on, when I was 28, I just decided to come up with an idea. So I met my, my business partner um, through LinkedIn and he used to go to like universities to, you know, do like a speak and things like that. And he had um, an app development team who was quite interested in what he was talking about. And then he kind of put us together. And then I put my idea with the um, students from university and that's how we created it. Wow. Mm. That's really amazing. Yeah. It's the power of social media these days. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying that your, yeah. <laughs> your app is part of social media, but mm-hmm. that's what people are turning to now, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think if, you know, I didn't connect with my business partner like that, I don't know how I would have yeah. got it off, <clears throat> kind of got it off the ground. Um, but yeah, I think people describe Scouted as the LinkedIn of football. I've seen that mm-hmm. in a few articles, so mm-hmm. can't really complain with that. Have you had any success stories from it so far? Yeah, we've had a few. Um, we had a player going to Salford City not too long ago um, when he he was on the app. And a few scouts that were on from Salford City, obviously seen him on the app, brought, <clears throat> brought him in for, I think, about a two or three week trial and then just signed him off the back of that. I think he was like 17, 18. So he's, he's doing well there. So, so any young whippersnappers out there who do get released or might not have been picked up, how mm. do they actually, how do they get in touch with you or is it just through the, the app, Scouted app? <clears throat> yeah, so the the app's on Google Store and it's Google Store or Apple. It's on both of them anyway, Android right. and Apple, yeah. Um, so then they would just um, type Scouted in the app store and then they can download, download the app. Download and then they <clears throat> upload yeah. whatever. Well, yeah. I think how it comes to that is a lot of players, they might type on Google how to get scouted and we will come up obviously in the list. Right. <clears throat> and then obviously you'll see our, our app and then you click that and it will just take you to the um, app store and you can just download it from there. Brilliant. Wow, between the two of you, you must have seen so many talented players over the years who yeah. you think they're going to make it. And 10 years later, you haven't heard of them. It must happen so often, maybe. Yeah, it, it does. It does. You know, just because one person or one manager doesn't think that you you're good enough mm-hmm. for, for whatever reason. It might be the fact that, you know, he might have another two, three, four centre forwards or f- three or four centre halves that are probably a little bit better than you, but you just need that little bit more time to develop and maybe get stronger, get taller, get, you know, wiser. Mm-hmm. And generally you'll miss the boat. Um, so talk to us about your life. <laughs> Born and bred in Manchester, <clears throat> yep. not far from here, in fact. Mm-hmm. What was life like growing up? Did you have siblings who lived in your household? <clears throat> Um, yeah, so I was born and raised in Mossside, went to Trinity High School and so I think I started at United when I was about seven or eight. So it was a bit of a difficult time when I was at United, but <clears throat> being in Mossside as well, because obviously, you know, it's, it's back then it was a bit crazy and, and, and stuff like that. And I <clears throat> I had friends who were obviously up to no good and things like that, yeah. but then I was at United, so it was it was kind of which 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 one they would choose. They would choose going down the wrong path, or you know they would choose um, going staying at United and and trying to get a career there. 
So it was difficult growing up because there was a lot of choices I had to make. There was a lot of sacrifices mm-hmm. that I had to make at a young age. And I think what kept me on the straight and narrow was my sisters and obviously my parents. So, yeah. Yeah. So you say you were seven. Yeah. Was everyone like, so, I'm not saying everyone's a criminal at seven year old, yeah. but, you know, getting into nicking in shops and stuff like that. Yeah. There was, that was your mates. and Yeah, that was my mates. And just like when we used to go to the park, probably when we were a little bit older, when we were like 10, 11. Yeah. We used, we used to like go and shop and take little sweets and things yeah, like that. Yeah. It, it was something that I didn't want to get into because I knew the rewards of if I was still in the football industry, mm-hmm. where where it could take me. Yeah. And even when it when it had these these friends doing doing little things like that, I seen like their uncles and, and stuff like that. Where whether that's in jail or whether that's yeah, dead, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, and I, d- I didn't want to go down that That's path. a choice, isn't it, by the yeah, way? Yeah, it's a massive, mm-hmm. massive choice. Wow. Mm. You say there that your sisters were very influential. How many sisters do you have? I have two sisters and one brother. Older? Yeah. All older. I'm the baby. Mm-hmm. I'm the baby. Were they into football growing up? They didn't play it all. They weren't into it. But when they seen me kind of having a career, that's when they started yeah. to obviously get, pro- like, to, to like it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like I said, they've, they've been supportive massively. Were your parents into football? No. I think my dad supported Leeds. That's quite unusual that we ask someone, are your parents into football? And they say no. Mm. Yeah, it was weird. Like, there was, And the my, fact that you think he supported Leeds. Yeah, yeah I think he supported Leeds. Um, like in my family, there's, there was no like athletes or no sports yeah. people. You know, like if someone's got like a normal, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's literally no one like that. But yeah, I think he, I think he supported Leeds. It was just when, when I started to play football, that's when they all started. They just to, started, yeah. yeah. So your love of football came from playing on the streets then with your friends? Yeah, just street street football. I actually, I actually before I went to United, I actually had a two-week trial at Man City. Mm. No, one, no one really knows this. Um, and did then, you know? Uh, I did you know. It's out there now. <laughs> like I had a two-week trial at Man City, but I think this was around when I was six or seven again. And I just... I just wanted to play football with my friends. So I, I, just, I didn't end up going, carried on playing with like my Sunday league team. And then I think the scout, one of the scouts came down to West End boys, but that's when the team I was at. And then Man United <laughs> said, we're going to sign him. My mum and dad just went, you're not, mess- you're not like wasting this opportunity. And then mm-hmm. 14 years later, I was still there. What was the transition then from obviously being a seven, eight, nine, ten 10 year old at United? Mm-hmm. Did you have to start playing your Sunday league then? Yeah, or so, did they allow you to carry on? So sometimes they allow you to to carry on. Yeah. Um, but then I think because the type of player I was, I used to get kicked quite yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah. So then United kind of said, no school football. Do you find that difficult? Yeah. If do, you think being, it's right, do you think it's the right thing to do? Um, I know they have to protect the asset and stuff like that, but... If I'm being honest, I carried on doing it right. because I just loved football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to get in trouble for it, but I just used to want to just play. So why, when, you be like, why, why did you not put like a pseudonym name like oh, Scolzi did? What, like a different name? Yeah. Well, Scolzi did when he played cricket. He was yeah. called Archie Adzad. So the gaffer didn't find out. I don't and think then I grassed him up. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I just said, that's just, yeah, just yeah. me. I just want to play. Like, regardless if you're going to put me under the name yeah. Jack or something. Yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? yeah. I don't look like a Jack, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, I just thought I'm just going to keep playing. And I think United found out a few times and then they were saying, right, you need to, if he, wants to, if he yeah. wants to play, but then I still carry on doing it. Do you know who scouted you? 
So there was a scout in my primary school. It was called it's called Dermot Clark. I don't know if anyone has heard of him. He was um he was a caretaker actually at my primary school holy name. And he he still he still got ties with United now actually. <clears throat> and he's kind of told United that there's this player, you know what I mean? You need to kind of have a look at him because City are banging yeah, on yeah. the door. And then obviously he's obviously spoke to whoever at United and then just didn't look back mm-hmm. from there. So you went to United in the evenings, at weekends from age seven, is that correct? Yeah, to the cliff we started yeah. off at. So I went to the cliff. I think it would have been Monday or th- Monday and Thursday. And then had like a Sunday, um, yeah. a game on a Sunday. And then I think we transitioned from the cliff to Littleton Road. And then Did Littleton your parents take you over? Or did you have to go? Yeah, my yeah. dad, yeah, he, yeah. He, he took me over. And we, trans- we transitioned from the cliff to Littleton Road when we were a little bit older than to Carrington. Mm-hmm. Mm. Forgot to ask one really important question. Who did you support growing up? United. Good, mm. <laughs> Good answer. I don't know. I felt really tense asking that question. Yeah. Mm. I did like the way Arsenal played. That's just, fair enough. Just because it suited my type of football. Yeah. But it's always been United. Who did you look up to? Player wise? Yeah. Um, Ronaldinho. Mm-hmm. Um, on a bigger scale. If it's, but if we're talking like... At United for finishing and things like that, it's probably Ruud van Nistelrooy, because when we were growing up, he probably Ruud van Nistelrooy and Andy Cole, because when we were growing up, we always I always used to get told to watch watch those yeah. strikers, and they used to when they used to actually come over and speak to me and tell me what I used to do, what mm-hmm. I needed to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, probably those two from United and what Ronaldinho on a on a bigger level, mm-hmm. but now Messi. How good is that? Them two coming over chatting. Mm. This yeah. is what you got to do. Yeah. That's brilliant. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you came to the academy, and then when was the time that you signed for the club? What age was that at? I remember. So I was at the cliff. I think we signed signed some paperwork when I was around ten. Mm. Must have been. Not too sure, but it would have been ten. I don't know what it was. It was some life away. Like I was, well, you should really check that out. No, some no, stage. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned to do that now. Yeah. But yeah, it was around, around ten. And then just from 10, it was like a year, sign another piece of paper, <laughs> sign another piece of paper. And then when it was around 14, 15, that's probably when the contracts started to sign. What was you like at school? Everyone thinks it was like a little- Terror. Terror, but I actually wasn't. Um, I was just, I was just relaxed, just, just calm. Normal, yeah, just, just normal. Never, never really got in trouble. A lot of the troubled kids used to come to me to like say, I'm angry and the teachers used to come to me to tell the troubled, to try and get the troubled kids to be all right. Right. So I was like a bit of a middleman with teachers yeah, yeah. and the, the troubled kids, but. No. What would you, what would you <laughs> have done had you not made it as a footballer? Would, would there been anything to fall back on or was you just solely football, football, football? Was, I think because I was in the industry at quite a high level at such a young age, I didn't really think of any, anything else. No. Literally just for football. That's it. Yeah, just football, 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 yeah. Who was in your youth team at the time then? We had like Craig Kafka, James Chester, um, Fraser Campbell, Johnny Evans, Darren Gibson. Some squad then, isn't there? Yeah, Ron Robert Zilo, the twins, Raphael, Fabio, um, Fabs. Oh, we had them on the other day. Yeah, <laughs> funny, aren't they? <laughs> Sports with him actually a couple of months ago. He's in Brazil. Didn't mention me back like, but. Well, I messaged him, but he didn't message me back. Oh. Yeah, so I had to like double up the message and then he got back to me. Um, and then <clears throat> in the reserves, it was 
We had like Gerard Piquet, Giuseppe Rossi, mm-hmm. Oberton. Yeah, we had quite a bit of a, a good squad. Yeah, a decent squad, yeah. So that was at the age you left school then mm. and concentrated solely on football? From yeah, so about 15, 16, mm. um, left, left school and that was just when it was like men's football kind of thing. Mm. And did you enjoy that experience? Yeah. Um, Going into seeing the first team players in and around the dressing room, that kind of thing? Yeah, so I used to get taken out of school um, once a week to go in, I think I took German in school, but when it was like the German class, I used to not do it and then go to Karen and just train. Like I was only like 14, 15. So I used to do a day there. I still speak, I speak a bit of German. Yeah. All the time, yeah. only like, um, wie heißt du, innit? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Ich bin Fabian. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So as far as it goes. Ich David, yeah. <laughs> so as far as it goes. Though. But like, they took me out of, school um every monday like monday afternoon to obviously go and train at carrington and um, with the first with the first team so it was only me and oh, a few wow. of us can't remember who it was so that's kind of when i started to get at 14 yeah like 14 15 i think it was like year year eight no sorry year nine um so i used to do that i think that was to give me a bit of a taste of what i could potentially have i think it was kind of a combination of the environment and where I'm from. Yeah, is just they're just trying to make make me realize that you can be here at a young age. So, well, yeah, good experience. Though. Obviously, you've been through the whole academy, and it's really nice that you say that about the club. Mm-hmm. How good are this club at doing those jobs right? Do you think having yeah. come through the system? Yeah. So with me, um, again, they they played a massive part. If I did get in trouble in school. They would literally just knock a nail on the head with it straight away. They wouldn't like say, oh, it's, it's all right. Just don't do it again. Don't make sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, <clears throat> like I've, I've been into the boss's office a few times and <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> oh, that was just, it was just another, another, another story that it was just so terrifying. And like, I think that was their way of saying like, if you off the rails yeah. he's gonna come down in you and you won't be at the club for for longer so they kind of drilled that in me at quite a young age what, what age would have been then 15 16 um so you about, got, about 15 you'd be the youngest probably player to ever get the hair dryer then wouldn't yeah. it yeah hair dryer <laughs> got a hair dryer at that, at that age when i was in digs actually what for <laughs> obviously you're gonna to have to tell us now uh, um, it's out here now it's in the domain everyone the needs domain. to know now everyone needs to know so um i'm gonna throw him under the bus here so me and sam Houston. We went out just to a park in when we were digs in sale. I think our curfew was around about nine, nine-ish. Me and Sam rocked in back in digs at about 11 o'clock. Just thinking, let's just sneak in. Let's just go to bed. No one's going to know. Anyway, we went to sleep. Um, heard banging on the door, the digs door at around seven o'clock. So... In the morning? Yeah, in the morning, yeah. Like the next day. So we're thinking, mm, what's going on there? Like, who is it? Anyway, I've heard Dave Bushell's voice downstairs. So I'm thinking, this is a bit, this is a bit weird, it's a bit unique, this. A bit early. Yeah, a bit early, this. <laughs> Not to be in training, so like 10. So um, <clears throat> Dave's gone, you two get dressed, what you in training? So then I'm thinking, hmm. Might be training with the first team, yeah. So that's that's my initial <laughs> thought. Like, might be so I'm buzzing. I'm like, oh yes, I might be training the first team. So anyway, we've got dressed. Mini buses came round. 
me, me and Sam have got into the minibus. It's about got into training about eight o'clock. So then me and Sam on the minibus are buzzing like, yeah, first team, whatever. We've gone in there, we've seen like no youth players. We've seen the first team in there, but we've seen like no like youth players. So we're thinking, oh yeah, we're going to be out buzzing. So um, we're in the changing room and then we heard, you know, like the intercom. Yeah. Um, Kath on reception, she's gone, from Fabian and Sam go to the boss's office. So we're thinking, over the intercom, so everybody yeah, knows. So everyone knows, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still buzzing me because I'm thinking. Firstly, I'm like, oh, what boots should I wear? Should I wear my gloves or not? I'm, whatever. So anyway, shall I wear my gloves? Yeah, so I'm like, should I wear my gloves? Because obviously, youth team, but I'll wear my gloves. Yeah. But obviously, they don't like with youth no. players wearing gloves and things like that. So um, anyway, we've gone, gone to his sat in his office. He's walked out, not said anything. He's just gone get in there. So I'm thinking, all right. Dynamics have changed a little bit, what's going on? So I've sat down, uh, me and Sam have sat down and we're like thinking, what's going on? We don't really know what's going on now. So we sat down and about half an hour, 45 minutes, no one's came in. So we're thinking like, what is actually going on? And then <clears throat> Chucky, Chucky walked in, Tony Whelan, Dave and the, and the boss. So then we're sat there and they just, looking at us and I'm thinking something's off here like no we're, we're training with the first team now because we're seeing the first team go at this point so then the boss is gone what did you do yesterday so I'm thinking what did I do didn't think anything with the park and then he said what time did you get in and then the penny just dropped my face just literally oh, yeah. drops and I just knew and then he literally just screamed he was like you too out late, da, 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 doing whatever. You got training, you're supposed to be setting an example. You've got a game in four days, blah, 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 blah. And then Chucky turned around to Sam and he went, I don't expect it from you, but you. And I thought, like, it was a bit harsh on me. Like, you know what I mean? We're both in the same room. And then, yeah, we got fined. Um, I think we got fined two weeks' wages. Did you? Mm. Are you sure you only stayed out till 11? I think so. <laughs> What I can remember. Was anyway. you blinded in the parking lot or just, what was you doing? Come on. We might have been a bit blinded. There you oh, go. Right, there we go. There we go. Might so have you had a few scoops in the park. But we didn't really know. We didn't know. Yeah, sorry. You didn't know because you were blinded. No, I know, yeah, probably blinded. So <laughs> when we went back into Diggs, I think this is how we got caught. So when we went back out to Diggs, um, when we were in Diggs, we, there was, she had um, like a, an alcohol bottle, like stuffed in a cupboard. So we just thought, you know what, let's just have a bit, have a little, yeah. have a little drink, chilling. Um, we didn't have training the next day, but obviously we were in, so that's why we thought we were the first team. We obviously just had a little drink, just like what teenagers would do. <laughs> but our digs woman, she's marked the alcohol oh, no. bottle, so she's seen it obviously go, and obviously that's was probably how we got caught. Need to top it with water. Yeah. That's, that's what we. That, I think that's, that. I think that's what. Any um, kids out there, just make sure you replace with water. Yeah. I think that's that did go for our reds, but I think we just ended up falling asleep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and after that, nothing else. Do you know what? I didn't actually ask you about digs because I didn't expect that you would have been in digs. But how mm. long were you there for? I was in digs um, every every week. I think. Yeah. No, but so obviously because you lived close. Side. Yeah, yeah. I but they still, maybe, but they still put me in digs. Yeah. They probably want to keep close eye on me. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And you really. were you with Sam the whole time? Yeah, in the yeah. Digs? It was me and Sam um, in digs. I think Clev's Tom Cleverly was down the road. 
Um, James Chester was around the corner. Danny Drinkwater was, we were all like in and around each other. Did you enjoy that experience though? Yeah, no, Diggs, Diggs was good. Really enjoyed yeah. Diggs. <laughs> There's bound to be more to that story, but. That, no, that was actually the main, well, yeah. Did you meet the rest of the lads in the park though? So. <laughs> See, you might as well just so get, get it all out. They, they came out. So it's like a little rave in the, in the so park. They, we, me and Sam actually took one for the team because they were like, Is any, was anyone else out with you? And we just went, no. That's fair enough. Because obviously we didn't, that's just me. But everyone else was with you. Oh, everyone else was, everyone else was, was chilling, rubbing a field day, all of us. Chilling. Party yeah. in the park, that party, sounds like. Party in the park, Festival yeah. going on there. Yeah, and me and Sam was talking for the team. Fair play. Mm. So that was your hairdryer from Sir Alex yeah, Ferguson? the hairdryer. <laughs> Probably had his spies out literally everywhere in the chippies. Yeah. In the co Amazing, it was all about it. He's yeah. What do you mean, what do you mean by that, chippies? No. All oh, right. <laughs> Just because he mentioned yeah. chippies, like, you look straight at me. <laughs> Um, mm. I've lost over word before before <laughs> yeah. the park story, mm. but mm. you said you were training with the first team and you were yeah. one of the only ones to do that. Yeah, from so, your school. Yeah. yeah, from your school. So then you stepped up and I presume you were in the youth team with Paul McGuinness, would it have been? Yeah, um, would have been Paul McGuinness and there was a few, there was Paul McGuinness, Tommy Martin. Between like age 14 and 17, it's probably like Paul McGuinness, Tommy Martin, Mark Dempsey. There's was, there was quite a few. We had Paul McGuinness was one of the main ones. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how influential were all of those coaches? Oh, they were, they were massive. On an individual um, scenario, they kept me quite grounded, even when I was doing well and things like that. There was a time actually with <laughs> Paul McGuinness, we were um, playing in the night cup at, at Carrington and we were playing, I think it might have been Valencia. I'm going to say Valencia. And we were 2-0 up at halftime. I scored a goal. Set up a goal. I was doing well. Mm -hmm. Started showboating a little bit. Went into halftime thinking like, yeah, I've scored a goal, you know, whatever. Paul McGuinness, it's not the Fabian Brandy show. <laughs> and I was literally shocked, but that was just his way of keeping me grounded yeah. and making sure like I, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't taking a really, you know what I mean? And he just kept me like grounded. Yeah, because there was a lot of talk about you even at that age, Barcelona. Yeah. I think was it age 13, 14, fifteen, fourteen. Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. They we went to a tournament in Spain, um, and I got we didn't qualify to get through to the knockout stages, but I got player of the tournament. And then after the game, a few of the Barcelona coaches were like saying, joking around, grabbing me, saying, "Oh, we're gonna take him, we're gonna take him." Obviously, it'll be serious. Um, and then when we got back to the UK, some Spanish guy phoned. My house phone, well, my mum and dad's house phone. God knows how we got this number. But he was just at my phone and my mum picked up. And then obviously he said, oh, kind of, it's about Fabian. Obviously my, my dad was more the football one who yeah, knew yeah. things and, and took me to training and that. So my mum's give the phone to my dad and then he's obviously had a little conversation um, with my dad. And then obviously I think my dad's gone, oh, we'll get back to you, hung up the phone. Didn't tell me about it until like about a month later. And then about two weeks after it, we, because we had about a week off or four or five days off. And then two weeks after we went back into Carrington to training. And I remember I was, I was coming out the, the sports hall, walking down the corridor. <clears throat> and I see the, the boss, Sir Alex, walking towards me. So I'm thinking, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> like, what have I done at school? I've not been to the park. I've not done this. I've not done that. 
getting closer, got to him and then I've gone, yeah, boss. And then he's gone, because he's called me Brandy. So then he's gone, yeah, Brandy, have you heard? And I kind of knew what he was on about with the Barcelona thing. I just, I just played dumb and I said, um, no, um, what, what do you mean? And he went, Barcelona are interested in you. What do you think? And then obviously I just thought, I need to switch on my light bulb head. Don't say anything stupid. <clears throat> so I just said, I'm a Manchester lad, born and raised. And I'll just see my future at United. They just slapped me on my head and said, good lad. And I just walked off. That was Slots. a very quick, good answer. Yeah. Slap me around the head. Yeah. Good answer. Just slap me around the head and just said, good lad. Mm. Do you ever think about that moment? Oh, all the time. All the time. Because it wasn't too long after the dig scenario. So then my head is spinning. I'm thinking, what, is there anything else I've done? Um, but yeah, no, it was a it was a good moment. So that was the end of Barcelona chat. I presume they've probably been on yeah, the phone. Yeah, I think the club they made an offer. I think it was like nine hundred and fifty pesetas, whatever that was at the time. Probably about a tenner, but I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that was. But yeah, they made that offer. I think United just said, nah, mm -hmm. not for not for us. So you have been in the youth setup, and age sixteen, you're you're a professional footballer, really, at that stage, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. And as I said, lots of people are talking about you. Did you feel that pressure from teammates, from people in the club that you were had such big expectations on your shoulders? Um, I knew there was a lot of like interest. Like I, I went to, I think when I kind of knew I was on the right path to having a decent career was, it wasn't even the Barcelona scenario. It was when we used to go to tournaments in like Belgium, Holland, wherever it was. And I used to always used to get top goal scorer or player of the tournament on on most of them. But then it, I think when the penny kind of hit where it was like, you can push on with your career. I think it was when I got to, I went to Lillashaw, you know, where, where England, yeah. when the start of England goes. So I went there when I was like 14. And I used to get told that it's rare that people go to Lillashaw. And I think that's when I realised that, you know, there's... There's a bit of hype around me if you want if you want to call it that, and but I never I never let anything get to me because that's just that personally I'm just just one of those ones if it's mm. if it's meant to happen it's meant to happen. And still training with the first team then from age sixteen. Yeah, like not we used to go. There was a couple of us used to go. It wasn't like every day we were training with the first team. They were just like drip feeders. Yeah, drip feed a few, drip feed a few. But yeah, it was um, it was it was a good good experience. And also lots of people talk when they play for the academy about playing in the FA Youth Cup mm -hmm. and how much they enjoy that experience. It's mm -hmm. the best moment of their lives at that time. How did you feel about the whole yeah. competition? I used to love playing in the FA Youth Cup. I think because the squad that we had at the time, we always went quite far. Um, I think we got to got to the semis in one and then we got to the final in the other one. We, and we got beat off <laughs> Liverpool in the final. It annoys me like they made it a two a two legged um, final because we beat them at Anfield. I got a penalty and Sam tucked it away to bring it back to Old Trafford one nil up, and then when we were at Old Trafford we got beat two one on the night, but then they beat us in penalties, and yeah that was a bit bit got in really. Was it was the rivalry obviously against Liverpool in the Youth Cup same as it is on a yeah match we, day like we used to. We used to get wide yeah, brawl. I remember there was a this time, even at Littleton Road. So <laughs> I remember this. Oh, who was it now? Which player was it from Liverpool? Oh, I can't remember what his name was. 
So anyway, we were um, in Littleton Road. We're only like about 11 or whatever it was. And then we've played them. But the baths are quite, they're quite next to each other. Yeah. So we're having a bath in this one, in that, on that side. And then Liverpool are having a bath on, on the other side. And I think I think they might have beat us or 1-0 or something. So then we're just like chilling, talking. And then they're trying to think the funny. Large. Yeah, yeah. splashing water. So I'm just like, everyone's looking at me because I'm usually the one who would just yeah. knew the situation. So everyone's like looking at me and I'm thinking these guys, I think it was Jimmy Ryan, I think it was him from one of the plays from, from Liverpool. So he's splashing the water and I've looked around and I've just gone like, yeah, I just stop, you know what I mean? So then it stopped for a bit, splashed it again. And I thought, I'm going to lose my head in a minute because we just lost the game. So then I've, I was like, turn around and I stood up and he's like going, what are you going to do? Or whatever he said, literally just pushed him and he just flew out of the bath and then coaches come in and all like, oh, stop, stop, stop. But yeah, the rivalry was, it was from a young age yeah. um, up until, well, first team first level, team, yeah. yeah. Good lad. Was mm, there a good crowd when you played here? Yeah. There was a good crowd at Anfield and then there was a good crowd um, here. Even when we played Man City here in the semi-finals, there was a, there was a good crowd. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe 10,000 or something like that. Obviously you play in tournaments, which you've mentioned mm-hmm. previously all around the world, but the FA Youth Cup playing here at Old Trafford when the fa- the local fans are here to see you mm-hmm. must be really special and really mm-hmm. feels them at that point. I play for Manchester United, I represent them. Yeah, because we knew, we knew the hype of the the competition anyway but then obviously to play at Old Trafford in front of fans when you're Manchester based because it's it's not just it's not just youth fans that are coming it's it's people who go to like first team games yeah, who yeah. are probably just thinking oh it's another game at Old Trafford let's go so that kind of gave us nervous for it no no I didn't no Everyone you says you don't seem as all the type of lad to get nervous. Nah, you're just like I'm just, I just horizontal. Get, yeah, I'm just like just yeah. fight with it. Don't get me wrong. I do before the game. I do get like butterflies yeah, and yeah. my things like that. But once I'm on the pitch, everything just everything just goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that you've got the app scouted with mm-hmm. a K, <laughs> when you look back at that youth team and teams before, mm-hmm. is there anybody that kind of went off the radar that you think could have really benefited? from an app like that? Um, Big names at the time, but kind of just filtered out. Yeah. There's a player, centre-back, Damien Potts. I used to rate him quite highly. And Mike Kendrick as well, mm-hmm. centre-back Welsh. I think they they actually played for Welsh national team, like youth team when they were like 15, 16. In, um, what's that? Is it Victory Shield? Yeah, the Victory yeah. Shield. Yeah, they even played in that. But I don't think they went on to to progress in anything. Mm-hmm. So, but I think if the app scout was around around that time and they like were on them. there, someone yeah. would have definitely mm-hmm. taken them. I and they would have had careers. It's sad, isn't it? When when you talk to you and you just think your whole life from six or seven was with a football club, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it can just stop for people, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Football's over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's why if I was gonna tell give advice to any young players or anything like that always say I have a backup plan mm-hmm. um get your qualifications do your yeah. degrees and stuff like that because like I say football's not guaranteed but you didn't need to worry about that because you were making the steps up at Manchester United then onto yeah. the reserves mm-hmm. who was your manager then manager then Jimmy Ryan and Chucky and then it was Ollie and Joyce 
I know you've spoken a lot in the past about how influential Ollie was mm -hmm. for you. Did he give you pointers, scoring goals, that kind of thing? Yeah, because he was a um, striker, same as me. And one thing I took um, on board, like, through my career, he always used to say, like, when the ball just rolls in the box, just just basically hit it because it can go through the defender's legs. And that's something, where I, you know, like a little snapshot. So I always used to stick into my head and it used to work quite, quite a bit, to be honest. <laughs> The amount of times he used to score through players' legs is mm. unbelievable. It's crazy, isn't it? As opposed to taking a touch, you mean? Yeah, so yeah. if it's just because, like you say, it's, it's like a bit of a snapshot. Because mm -hmm. I used to always control the ball or try and dribble. Because um, I used to like to dribble. But he always said, you don't have to take a touch. You can just mm -hmm. sometimes just know, know where the net is mentally and just hit. And it will catch the keeper off guard and go through to defend his legs. What do you think your strength was? What set you apart from the other strikers at the club? I'd say pace without the ball, but also pace with the ball. So I used to dribble quite fast with the ball as well. Because um, I'm not I'm not the tallest, so I wasn't like a target man, but I was quite low gravity. So I used to get the ball and tall defence. Yeah, yeah, and just balance and just like kind of bounce off, bounce mm -hmm. off centre-backs and things like that. So. so you're in the reserves and then obviously the next natural step is the first team. Mm -hmm. Did you go out and loan though? After the reserves? Um, yeah, I went to, I think I got asked to go to, go to Antwerp, um, but I didn't want to go Antwerp. I just, I don't know, I think it was, I didn't want my first loan spell to be abroad. And I, that, that might come from the fact that I was at United for such a long time and I kind of didn't want to leave anyway. I went to, my first loan spell was Swansea when I was 18. Mm -hmm. yeah. Was that the year they got promoted? Yeah. Yeah. So you were a part of that? Yeah, as part of that, Roberto Martinez. I think I scored the goal against Brighton to get us top of the league because I think Leeds had a 15-point deduction or something like that when they were league one at the time. But then if we didn't win that game, they if they would have had the points, they would have obviously been above us. So I was quite happy with that. And then we got promoted to a championship. How did you find the transition from playing in the Reses up to first team? Yeah. Easy enough? Yeah, easy enough. Like I said, I went to Swansea and I just... just so you playing with grown men sort of thing? And, yeah, just yeah. slotted in. But I think I had quite a few loan options to go to, um, loan teams to go to. But Swansea, they played my type of football. Yeah. Like, they used to keep the ball before... Um, um, during games, they used to have like 60% possession after the game. So they suited my, my type of play and they played 4 three, three, And I just got like a free roll in the front three. How much of his, um, how much was your father in all this? Was he travelling with you? And um, pro I would say probably when we got to around, when I got to about eighteen. Yeah, I think because I obviously moved to Swansea on my own, and to be fair, I've always been like a in, individual do things on my own. Yeah. So then when I got when I was around eighteen, well when I went to Swansea when I was eighteen, it's, I just more spoke to him then because then I got I got my driving license when I was seventeen. So I was just driving driving on my own then. I didn't really need anyone to take me anyway. Yeah. Were you happy to go on loan at the time? Some players view it as, yep, getting out, getting first team football. Mm. And other people maybe take it as a bit of an insult, thinking, why am I yeah. not just continuing up the ladder? What was your view on it? It was, uh, it was a weird one for me because all the hype that I've, that's happened with me in my football career, yeah. whether it's the Barcelona thing, always playing for England when, up until under 20s. I always thought in the back of my head, there's going to be a time where I'm going to 
and Gaff is just going to say, right, you're, you're in. I always used to think that. So, <laughs> in fact, the first um, time I, someone mentioned going along with Scozy, Scozy went, go hold him. If you if you help him if you help him keep keep him up I'll sort you out. <laughs> and I thought to myself, hmm, should I? Because I think they were at the bottom. Then I went, mm, nah, scores it, and then um, ended up going um, and Swansea. But I didn't, I didn't really take it as a, as an insult. I kind of take, took it as right, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna show everyone that I can play yeah. men's football. When I, mm. And then I'm gonna come back, and then I'm gonna break into the first team. That's always what was in my head. But then I went to I went to Swansea. We got promoted, and then obviously the season finished. Then went back to United. Was hoping I was gonna go on a pre-season tour. So, but then I was a bit upset when I didn't go on a pre-season tour. So then I went back out on loan to Swansea for the first half of the championship. But then Sir Alex he called me back then because I think there was a few strikers that got injured. So he called me back. So I was in a bit of a catch twenty two there because I was playing at Swansea. Yeah in a league that's just below the Premier League and which is obviously a higher level than League One. But I'm thinking if I go back, maybe I can get slotted into the first team. So it was just a good experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think he didn't just throw you in? Sometimes he just we had um Makeda on the podcast recently mm. and he said that you know he just came and tapped him on the shoulder one day and said that you're yeah. going to be in the first team because a lot of the time he does do that why do mm. you think he maybe didn't do it I remember that scenario actually when when I went on loan that week Kiko got brought oh, up oh no you were like oh, oh, I was, oh I was, how's that I was, for yeah. timing I was like I went on loan that week I went to Hereford actually on loan um, I can't remember who we played but I think United played after and obviously I've come back in the change room, Sky Sports around there, and I'm seeing Takiko watching the game, and I just hear, Makeda, and I'm like, <laughs> I was kind of the next one in line for that one, but yeah. obviously, you know what I mean, I'm, I was happy for Kiko when yeah. he did that. But, um, sorry, what was the question? I was just asking, <laughs> well, that actually sums up, that, mm. that answers my question, because I was saying that sometimes he just throws players in, yeah. sometimes he doesn't. But sometimes, like you say, it's just a matter of circumstance. Yeah. And sometimes you do need that little bit of luck. If you uh-huh. hadn't have been out on loan, mm. that might have been you that night. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, like you say, it's, I think it's just, it's timing, being at the right place at the right time. Um, obviously, unfortunately for me, I wasn't at that time. And this is when I start. I think this was when I was around 20. So then started to think, getting on, getting on a bit now. But I think when it's when I thought to myself, I might have to leave United. We went to we had like a youth Champions League in Malaysia, so it was the, it was the first one, and then we had teams like Barcelona, Juventus, Boca Juniors, Inter Milan, Arsenal, and everyone out right there the big teams, and we managed to beat all of them. And then we got to the final. We played Juventus in the final, and I got played with the tournament and scored the only goal against Juventus in the final <clears throat> so then I'm thinking to myself right you can't do any better than I that. can't do no, any I can't no. do any better than that even our Bamiyang was playing in that tournament as well right. so I'm thinking we can't I can't do any better than that so then I've come back to Carrington me expecting right the three main players who were in that tournament you're gonna go with the first team and yeah, it was with nothing, nothing, nothing above it. I was like, all right, cheers. Who Did were you? the other two players? So it was me, what, in the, who played well in the tournament? Yeah. Me, um, Danny Drinkwater. It was, to be fair, as an overall team, we played well. Sorry, I missed that. So three players that played well, you said, Yeah, sorry. yeah, three players that. Sean, were, really? Were Sean, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. probably me, Sam Houston, and Danny, Danny Drinkwater. Mm. 
And did them two go on the tour and you didn't? Or none of you? No, none of us. Right. So so that kind of softened the blow a little bit when, yeah, when, yeah. when none of us went. But like I say, it was a hard tournament. We played, when we played Barcelona, they must have had at least 90% possession. We, we ended up beating, like they had them, um, they had Dos Santos, Thiago Alacantara, I think Bojan was even playing. And literally we just got pinned back all game and then we just scraped a 1-0 win like in the 85th minute or something like that. So obviously high five to the defence in that one, but it was, a, it was a good tournament. But then when I came back from there, that's probably when I realised that I sh- I'm not any closer than yeah. what I wanted to be. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was just like... Especially if you were coming in and training with the first team at such a young age, you mm. probably got to that stage and thought, right, well, I've been doing that for yeah. three, four years. and Because even in that tournament, we were like, two, we were all of us were two years below the actual tournament. So to go and actually win it, it was it was a it was a massive thing, and I don't I don't think they've done it ever since. So you you, you play that tournament, and then you come back. Yeah. yeah. So played that tournament, came back, radio silence. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously we were tra- still training, doing reserve training, and then five of us got picked from the um, the, the like reserve side yeah, yeah. to come over to the, f- to the first team trade to, to the first team side. So we're thinking, hmm, what's what's going on here? Like, you know what I mean? So then um we finished training, got finished training with the first team, gone into the changing rooms, and then I can't remember who's told us, but a coach is coming and he's gone, You, 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 you travelling tomorrow, Champions League, Rome. So I'm thinking, start of something good here. So anyway, we went, um we got our suits and everything and then we the next day we fl- flew to Rome <laughs> it's very crazy trip so then we're on um, the bus getting transferred from the the plane to to the airport and then someone shouted my name like they've gone Randy and I've gone yo it's only Sir Alex I've just yoed Sir Alex <sighs> everyone has just gone oh my god he's just yoed the gaffer my heart drops because I was just like, what have I, just, what have I done? But everyone's laughing. I don't even remember what he actually said to me because I was just, I was thinking, I was thinking, I, I ain't getting picked. I ain't going to be on the bench. I'm just true. like, whatever. I can't remember. I just <laughs> yoed Sir I just, Alex. I just yoed him because it was just natural. I just went, yo. And I was like, I've just done something. Surely you should have recognised the little Scottish tone I to think the brand. No, I, was in a, I, was in a, I was in a conversation with like one, yeah. of, the, one of the youth players, obviously the, where the youth ones were yeah, together, yeah. we're just like chilling together. So then someone's called me, I don't know, I thought it might have been Wazza or someone or whoever it was. So then <laughs> I've just gone, yo. And then everyone's gone, oh my God, you've just yo the gaffer. And I was like embarrassed. Uh, uh, I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what he said to me. And then... um. Obviously, we've gone to the hotel, we've had the dinner, then we've trained in the night and we've done little five-a-sides and just, just warming up yeah. for the game tomorrow. Um, and to be fair, I had, I, had, I had a decent session. I thought I had a great session. But then at the end of it, I missed like a, a sitter. And, I, and again, I thought, I ain't getting picked because yeah. I keep doing it. Just yo the gaffer and I've just missed a sitter. Why is he going to pick me? So anyway, we... Um, Went back to the hotel, had dinner, slept, woke up the next day, and we I don't think he told us a team until we got to the change room. I can't really remember. 
but then I seen my name on the on the bench and I was buzzing. I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. And then um played who, the game. Who was on that bench with you from the youth team, sorry? Um who me, Richard Eckersley. And I'm gonna say James Chester, I think. If it wasn't them two, it's either it was either out of Sam Houston or Tom Cleverley because mm-hmm. they were the five yeah, youths who, who right, travelled. Okay. Yeah. So, so two didn't make the bench, but yeah, you so three two, did. Yeah, so two made the bench. Sorry, three made the bench, two mm-hmm. didn't. So so obviously we're warming up. Like I'm just looking around thinking, this like, is this is it. Like, I'm in Champions League for United's first team. Eh? Walked back in, obviously walking back out, walking past like Mexes, Mancini, I think Totty might have been there. So I'm like buzzing. <clears throat> so anyway, the game's kicked off. And I can't remember if we went 1-0 down or 1-0 up. But it, the first half went anyway. And it might have been 1-0, one, one it might have been 0-0, I can't remember. But then come back out, warmed up. About in the 70th minute, Rooney's gone down injured. And then the boss has looked at me and he's gone, Brandy, warm up. So I'm warming up getting abused by the Roma fans, throwing bottles at me. I'm just like embracing it. <laughs> and then um, doing my stretches, thinking I'm going on in a minute. Yeah. So then I've, um, I've you know, when like you're a player, you, you look, you like look down, see if the gaffer's like, gonna, he's calling you over. So then I've looked down and my heart sunk because I'm seeing Dong Fang Zhu take his top off. Last substitute, Aww. Dong went on. And he, he come on for for um, Rooney and I was just like, oh God, still warmed up. Right? And then just went back down, sat down. Uh-huh. So I was close, very close. So that close. moment was gone. No, our moment was gone. <laughs> moment was gone. <laughs> yeah, last substitute as well. Unlucky. Did you get the drop on or so? The, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. buzzing with that. Over the moon with that. I thought, <laughs> figures about, I don't know, six grand or something getting there. And be like, oh, buzzing with that. <laughs> I was, I was a, like a young, young boy. It's like, oh, get the job on us. So that was the closest you probably got to mm. the first team at the time. Yeah. When did the decision come, right, I need to move on to get first team football regularly? Um, I know you got a bad injury as well just yeah. before the end, didn't you? So we had, um, when I was 19, probably that decision to move on probably came after that that youth Champions League in Malaysia. But then obviously the, that first team Champions League. It's a little glimpse. Yeah, it's yeah. Like brought me back, back in. Yeah, like pulled me back in. So I'd, I'd say probably about when I was end of age 20, start of 21, mm. I thought to myself, it's time to, um, to, time to try yeah. and move on. After so, 13 years at the club, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Did you speak to the manager at that time? Yeah, so we went, we, it was time where we were getting contracts. And I think he was going to offer me like a one, you know, like a one year just. Extension. Like, yeah, like yeah. an extension, but kind of like a bit of a token contract. And um, he was just like saying, how how do you feel with that? And it's, I, I think I said to him, you know, I, I do obviously want to play first team. And he, he said he wants to see me develop more. Um, so I think it was kind of. Really, Sign a one year, then get out alone again. Yeah, or, that kind yeah. of thing. And I was just like, mm. It's not really. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 21 going on 22, so you know what I mean? So I was just like... Just was that left. a tough thing, tough decision? Um, Obviously, because you've been there since you were 13 and... Well, sorry, been there. Yeah. Since what, seven? Seven, eight, eight, yeah. It was, a, it was a tough decision, but it was... I knew I knew it was the right yeah. one. But I think what made who, it... Who would have sent it forwards in the squad then in the first team? So you had Waza. We had Waza. We had Berbatov. There were Fraser Campbell, Tevez. Tevez. 
Yeah. Ronaldo, you just obviously go down the yeah. middle. So it's not about four, then yeah, exactly. Like, and so and then so. you had like Giuseppe Rossi, and then the, the second string was probably like Giuseppe Rossi, Welbs. This was when Welbs was like obviously yeah, coming yeah. through and 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 being in the first team. Sylvan. So it was it was like there was a it's, quite yeah, a thing yeah, to yeah. get up to, considering you only played two up front as well. Yeah, yeah. So it was quite a graph to get there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But yeah, it was um, probably around twenty one. I just decided, you know, it's time to go on but in the last so I had a contract um, pre-contract with Chef United at the time didn't, they didn't sign anything it was like a verbal agreement when you leave United we'll just sign yeah. you but in the last minute <laughs> in the last reserve game broke my metatarsal and I was just like what is what, I was like, yeah. what, what is going on here that was it I think that was against Wigan and to be fair United they started out oh, my, my rehab and things like that and then I think in the ninth month, so about nine months after I broke my foot, <laughs> I went, we were running back in Carrington. <clears throat> I thought, yeah, oh, I feel fine. Oh, it's fine. I'm probably about a month off back playing, running, turned, snapped again. So I was just like, oh, what's going on here? <clears throat> so, because they took bone from my hip and put it in the fracture to see if it would be compatible, but it just wasn't compatible. And then that's when they decided I'm just going to put the pin in. I've still got it in my foot now, actually. So yeah, they put that in. And I don't then, think you'll ever get that out. No. Nah. <laughs> I think nah. it's there for life. <laughs> it's just there for life, you know what I mean? But yeah, but before that, I broke my, broke my ankle as well when I was like 17. So I would probably had two major major injuries that slowed me down a little bit. Yeah, of course, especially when you've just left Manchester United mm. and probably everybody wants a piece of you around yeah. the other clubs. Yeah. And then that happens. But I think, was it the next February then you moved on to a club or were you still at United? Yeah, I must have moved on. I remember I, I didn't have a club. I was fit at the time, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a club. And <laughs> so my phone's February, rang. February, not time Yeah. So my phone's. Got that written down. <laughs> so my phone's <laughs> rang in, I'm going to say the January. So I'm a bit, I'm fitter now. My foot's obviously healed. My phone's rang, private number. Don't really answer private numbers. So I've answered. I've heard Brandy. So I'm like, Yo. I'm like, Yo. I said, who's this this time? So he was like, it's the boss. I was like, oh, yeah, right, boss. <clears throat> and then he just phoned me and he just said, um, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm just trying to trying to get myself fit. And he said, um, if any club needs a recommendation, just tell him to tell him to phone me and then sort me out. And then obviously I went to Notts County because I think Paul Lynch was there at the time. So they must have had a conversation. Then I went there. Still wasn't fit when I went there, though. There's an opportunity, in it? Yeah, exactly. That just shows you the aftercare Sir Alex mm. has as well. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, he, he didn't have to make that call. He didn't, you know, have to. And obviously I've always kind of been high, reg- high regards and that was just <clears throat> obviously something else because I was in my kitchen and mm. just picked up the phone and just thinking, why is it? Yep. Yeah, you hold him off again. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, um, that was, it was a good touch that. I did. You did go on to have a career after those injuries, but do you look back at those injuries and think that was such bad luck and bad mm. timing and it really hampered the rest of what could have been? Yeah, definitely. Because when I first brought my <clears throat> my uncle, I did this against when I was 17. We were playing, I was away with England and we were playing in the USA. <clears throat> and I remember I was just running, there was one-on-one and I knocked it past the defender. And I'm literally running through and there was another defender and the ball's gone. And he's literally just swiped me out. My foot was planted and he's just come and he's smashed my, my ankle and I'm down. And usually if I get smashed, I can, I can get back up. And I was, I was like, something's not right here. 
And I stood up and the physio went, how is it? And I went, it's a bit sore. And he went, just jog up and, up and down the line. So I've got a fractured, a broken a fra- a bra- right. so I'm, jog- I'm jogging up and down the line. I'm like, I might be all right here. So then I've gone back on the pitch, flagged the ref to go back on the pitch. Gone back on, one of the centre mids pinged the ball out to me, like on the wing, controlled it. And my uncle just went, mm. and I was like, mm. so obviously it was probably like that. And then it's just probably just just gone like that, yeah. And I was like, oh. but that, I think that's, that slowed me down quite a bit. Because okay. like I say, it was only two years after the Barca interest. And then it was just, every, I was doing well, but that slowed me down. That kept me out for about a year and a bit. That. Mm-hmm. Probably underestimated quite a lot because we had the same conversation with Luke Chadwick who was really quick and an injury yeah, yeah, yeah. hampered mm. his pace. Yeah. That must happen quite a lot. To, it, you know, you know, you see it happen yeah. a lot to Premier League players and when they're getting a little bit older, but for youth team players, it's still... still massive, yeah. yeah even have. even senior players, when they say, you know, it, it took a yard out of me. Michael Owen was the same, wasn't it? Mm. He kept doing his, his hamstrings and he says the same thing, you know. You just lose that, Extra that frightening little bit mm-hmm. of pace and stuff like that. Mm. Particularly at youth, youth level as well, you just all you want to do is just play football. Mm. And to take a year out as well, over a year through injuries, and mm. it's horrible. Mm. Nobody likes being injured. Yeah. It's horrible. So <laughs> was, you, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, there was, there was a time in training where I thought I injured Scalzi, actually. It's like, so we were training, we went over to the first team. Because obviously when the youths go over to the first team, it's always like, don't tackle the first team players. So then um, I've, got, I've got the ball and like, Scolzi wipes me out, cleaned me out. I'm on the floor rolling, thinking, wow, what a free kick. Everyone's still <laughs> carrying on the ball. I'm on the floor, the ball's going past my head. So then um, Scolzi, as to be fair, I did try and make him. But then the next time, Scolzi's got the ball and I've like caught him late and he's gone down, whole training session stopped. My heart stopped. <laughs> Physios have run on. So Alex is looking at me. I'm like, oh my gosh, but like, that always that's something that stays in my head about mm. like injuries and, and things like that and then after it he goes did he get you back oh he got me first <laughs> <laughs> oh no after it he went you were scared you went I went nah I wasn't well I was heart was pounding but yeah, it was a good moment after United then as I said you went on to have lots of clubs including one in Greece yeah what was the peak though for you after United football wise I'd say Warsaw that's when my career started to, to go back on, on the rise. Um, went to Greece, shambles. Um, and didn't get paid? <laughs> didn't get paid. Yeah. Was staying on my friend's sofa because he was from City. He went to the same team over there, Super League team. Staying on his sofa. Backs in bits, training every day. How long was you there for? I was there for a month because I was like, I can't, right. I can't do this anymore. As I said, just give me a bet at least. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? They were like, oh no, next week, oh, we want you to play in... Um, I think it was like Europa League. Oh, playing Europa League. I was like, no, I've been here for two weeks. And I'm, I'm on a bed. My back's in bits in training. So then um, I said, after, after the fourth week, I just said, I want to terminate my contract. So then they wanted to keep me, but I was like, no, I want to terminate the contract. So they give me a piece of paper in, in Greek okay. to sign. And I looked at it. So I had a friend in, in, in the UK who's Greek. So I asked her to have a look at it. And then she basically told me that, They've written in the con in the contract that if I sign this, I leave the club, but any team that I sign for has to pay him like 120 grand or something like that. But they didn't <clears throat> they didn't put it in numbers, they put it in writing. Mm. Yeah. So I left there. That's and then um, yeah. And then I couldn't I think I left there in like Jan or February, can't remember what year. 
but then I didn't get my international clearance because they were being slow. Because Warsaw, I went on trial at Warsaw, and they were like, yeah, we want to sign you, but the, the club's being a bit slow with your international clearance. So I eventually got my international clearance in pre-season, and then did a pre-season with Warsaw, got injured again, but then I got fit around September, October, and we had a good season there. Mm-hmm. And when was the time that you thought, right, that's it, no more football to be played, I'm hanging up the boots? Um, so last year, it's a bit of a crazy year, this. So last year, I was supposed to go to Oldham and Macclesfield. I was going to go in there on trial. But my mum and dad died on the same day at the same time last year. So I just thought to myself, I just, because last year I was going to give it one more go. And I just thought to myself, I need to, um, I need to have a bit of a, bit of a bit of time out here. So I've not, I wouldn't say I've fully, fully retired. Okay, so I've just retired you there. Sorry, you just retired me. <laughs> ended, ended my career there <laughs> once and But um, I don't know. Pro- I'm probably gonna, because I, I play a lot of eleven aside. I play a lot of five aside. Keep myself in decent shape. So I'm probably gonna do one pre, one last preseason somewhere, regardless of what level it's gonna be. See how I feel if I get through that. Give it one year and probably just because I'm 33 and I'm getting on. Can I ask you just ask you that you just mentioned that about your mum and dad passing away mm. on the same day? Yeah. You laugh about it. Of two different things. It, so <laughs> they were both he- healthy parents, like healthy parents. On the death certificate, it says natural causes, both of them. How old were, you, how old were they? 67. Right. So they were fit parents, whatever it is. They, they weren't together, but they used to speak speak with each other <clears throat> every every couple of days. But then my mum's not heard from my dad in about a week or whatever it is. So then she'd asked me to take her down to, to Blackpool because my mum lived in Manchester, dad lived in Blackpool. So she's asked me to take her down to Blackpool to basically see if my dad obviously was at home right, or, yeah. or whatever. And so driving down and then as we got closer to Blackpool, my mum started to complain that her chest is sore. So I was like, mum, just drink, drink that water. So she drank the water. So then she's still like complaining, she's like, we need to park up now. So I parked up into into like um, a hotel that's just like a little little poor hotel, or whatever. It's in a car park. She got out of the car and then she just been she just been sick. So I was like, because my mum, she's never real. She's like one of those when she got a cough, she'll have a ginger tea and be fine. So I'm rubbing her back. <clears throat> she's getting a bit hot. So I've said, sit in the car. So I'm finding her down. And then she's gonna. I think you need to phone an ambulance. So I've gone. All right, this is a bit serious now. So then I've gone into the reception with my phone and I've gone to the receptionist phone an ambulance because I don't know for and I don't know where I am. So my mum's being sick. Yeah. Going back out to my mum. Um, she's like, is the ambulance here now? Even when I've just like phoned it. So I know it's serious. So she's like passing out and I'm like finding her now with my business book trying to keep her like sane. Anyway, ambulances came about 10, 15 minutes, put her in the van, in the, in the ambulance van and then gone, the ambulance is gone. Um, don't follow us because obviously it's dangerous because they're going to yeah. put the sirens on but then they said that she was they couldn't see anything like that was like mm-hmm. abnormal <clears throat> so anyway gone to the hospital and they've gone oh we we can't let you know anything in the next couple of hours because we need to do blood tests and things like that so obviously I thought to myself right I'm going to go and find my dad bring my dad to the hospital yeah. say hi mum hi dad everyone's going to go home I've got to my dad knocking on the door and then um, I've seen in the window <clears throat> like flies and like when I when I watch a lot of documentaries they say if there's blue bottle flies inside it's a sign of death 
So I'm thinking, right, he's in there, he's he's dead. You know what I mean? So knocking on the door and I tried kicking the door down, but I was thinking, well, I tried, but obviously it didn't go down for a reason. So then I thought, right, it's time I need to tell my brothers and sisters, my brother and my sisters what's going on. So I've said, right, this is what's happened. So my sister was from Ch- Chester, sister travelled up from Manchester, brother travelled up from Manchester. And then I'm back and forth in the hospital now. Like, Did you get into the house, sorry? No, I didn't. I didn't get into the house. Right. So, because I couldn't. So I'm back and forth, knocked on his neighbours, said, have you seen like, my dad, Terry? Like, and I was like, no, we've not seen him. So I was like, all right. Went back to the hospital. Hospital still couldn't tell me anything about my mum. Said she's in stable condition though. So then going back to my dad's house, I'm still trying to get in on the far right. I might have to phone police to do a wellness check now. So I phoned police and I said, I'm just not here from my dad in a couple of weeks, blah, 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 blah. And then Dave came. So then my brother's gone to my mum in the hospital. He's chilling with my mum. She's stable condition. My sisters are with me. And then police have came. They both opened, broke in. They've gone upstairs and they've come back down. And he said, it looks like your dad passed in his sleep. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's deal with that one. So I waited till the coroner come, took, obviously took my daddy's dad body away. And then me and my sisters are walking down Blackpool Beach um, thinking, what, we're not, we're not going to tell mum now because like yeah. she's on, in the hospital bed, yeah. whatever it is. So then my brother phones about 20, 25 minutes later, mum's just died. So we were just like, what, what in the hell? And then, yeah. Natural, what did she die of, though? Natural causes, they say. They say something like a cardiac arrest, but natural causes. Not, not a strong enough cardiac arrest for them to note it down, so they just say yeah, natural causes. Yeah, they just said natural, natural causes on both of them, yeah. Oh, my word. Mm, crazy. The only thing is, you were all together, yeah. your brothers and sisters, <clears throat> exactly. at that moment. Because well, I remember when I kind of, when, when I went to the car park with my mum and she was being sick, like she she like looked at me and she grabbed my hand and that's that was a look to say like You think she um, knew? Yeah. She was like she obviously knew something was wrong with my dad before anyone knew. But like when she looked at me and grabbed me hand, that was like a, a sign to say, I'm gonna hang on as long as I can and then I'm I'm gone. Cause she saw she saw a grand a grandbaby that day. She saw me, she saw obviously my brother, she saw all of us. And then I think when she probably knew we were all together, she was just like, I'm just going to get off now. And then, wow. yeah, crazy. So when was this? Just last year? Um, June 26, last year. Oh. Yeah. It's crazy. But. Don't know how you deal with that, but. Just got to You got learn. close sisters and a brother. Yeah. Yeah. So you just got to learn to deal with things. It's yeah. something that I'd never get over, but you just. I've just got to to deal with it. Were they proud of your footballing career, your parents? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm glad my mum actually seen me do a bit of punditry. She never used to come to my game because she always used to like not not want me to get kicked. You know what I mean? So she always used to say like, "You're doing a grand, you're doing a grand job," and that that was a little that was a little saying. So I'm glad she saw me do my punditry because that that was something big for me because she seen me with my career. And then now she saw me do something yeah, pond- on the punditry next, wise, yeah. yeah. So, and then yeah, had a double double funeral, and yeah, I think over three hundred people came. Wow. People from United, I think Sir Alex, he sent his regards, Tony Whelan, Paul McGuinness, everyone like that. Because obviously yeah. my dad was quite a big figure at, at United. He used to record all the <coughs> all the games and things like that. Mm-hmm. So he used to he used to come. So yeah, crazy mm-hmm. crazy moments, but I say. 
So life. we've talked about all of your career. Any regrets? Um, no, I wouldn't say there's any regrets. Um, I probably would say I could have done a lot more at United like after training and going to the gym and you know things like that because I think that probably would have helped, helped me what injury injury wise mm. and I think that's what Sir Alex this is what I think I think that's what he would have wanted to see a lot more from me more like going to the gym probably eating a little bit better and just things like that so I think that's probably the only mm-hmm. the only thing I would probably change mm-hmm. Are you going to put your name onto Scouted with a K? <laughs> I'm already on it. <laughs> I'm already on it. First, That's why I was trying to get one more pre-season I somewhere. Know, yeah. <laughs> I was the first, first user on it, me. If the app doesn't work for you, then I know, yeah. <laughs> there's no hope. Yeah. Well, listen, it's been really, really brilliant to sit and listen to your story. Yeah. I've really, really enjoyed it. Oh, I really appreciate that, Thank guys. you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, that was an emotional roller coaster for me, anyway. Shed a few tears, Maisie. I did. Very sad. I just don't know how you deal with that, but you know what? Sometimes time, people say time's a healer, but sometimes time also makes you realise how difficult life is without people and grief can hit you in waves. Absolutely. Yeah. On the same day. Wow. And just the way he spoke about it, how, I don't know, how growing up he, he spoke about it. Mm. Not sure I could have been in that that sort of state. No, very very emotional. I just can't believe never ever heard of that ever in my life. No. And do you know what was really nice when he said is he, he's glad that his mum had seen him doing punditry. I know, I know. Especially whenever he's only really started doing that, do you know what makes you realise how how close that incident was? Um, what did you make of his career story, Maisie? Interesting, isn't it? You know, local lad, obviously from Moss Side, and from a really early age. Seven-year-old, getting into United, having a two-week trial at Man City and, um, yeah, coming through every single level from And seven, interest from Barcelona. Interest from Barcelona, yeah, which... It doesn't happen very often, It does doesn't it? happen very often, no. <laughs> and, um, yeah, getting clipped round the head by the gaffer. Uh, just some of the stories are brilliant. Yeah. You know, yo. the father's on the bus and yo. <laughs> the first time you travel with the first team <laughs> and yo. you say yo to the manager. That's brilliant, brilliant. But no, it's... Um, I think it's, uh, like we say, you know, a lot of people that we do have on the podcast have glittering careers, yeah. won the Premier League, won the FA Cup, European Cups and so on and so on. But for a youth team to come through, or a youth team player to come through and not actually make it at Old Trafford, just goes to show the fine lines of, you know, being successful at United and not being successful at United. They're such fine lines. And, you know, he mentioned a couple of injuries that he did, that he, um, that he had. Last- Last reserve game he I know, had. I know. It and just... also, he when he said about, he went on loan and Kiko Makeda yeah. got his call up to the first team and he said he was really probably the next one yeah. in line. And then Kiko scores a goal against Aston Villa and, you know, his career changes a little bit again. So, so, so fine lines in football yeah. there are. And the fact now that he's got this um, scouted with a K. Yep. Is giving something back to football, which is which is brilliant. Talking about scouted with a K, we've got an email here, Maisie. Maisie with a Z. Ooh. Ever had that before? I do see it occasionally, Maisie. yeah. And I do actually, you know, whenever I write back to him, I do put that Y-S-I-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Just making the point. Yeah. Spell with a sir. I know, a, yeah, I know. So, yep, let's do some emails. Alex Davidson says, the interview with Terry Gibson was brilliant. I rank it right up there with Gary Bailey and Lou McCary. I was gripped from beginning to end. What a superb choice and what superb interviewing. You asked him some great questions and I love how candid and honest he was. You weren't there for that one. <laughs> even though so it was. Even though he was not able to have the career he wanted at United, it was valuable to learn how he struggled and overcame self-doubt and low confidence, so honest about his disappointments and missteps. I hope there is always room at United for characters such as Terry. Cheers, Alex. Thank you very much indeed. He's now living in Boston, Massachusetts. Very Been nice. There? No, no, maybe we should go there for you tea. You know a song about it? You know a song about everywhere. Not if you went there for the tea pie, wouldn't you? Massachusetts Tea Party. Oh, God. <laughs> Can we make sure we keep that in task? The Massachusetts Tea Party. Thank you very much indeed, Maisie. Pleasure, Bells. Pleasure as always. That is it for another week. Don't forget you can get in touch. United Podcast at manunited.co.uk or you can tweet Maisie. He always replies to everyone, don't you, Maisie? Always. That address um, is in the notes for this episode. Also a reminder that the Manchester United app is the best place to browse our podcast back catalogue. You can listen to and watch all of our previous episodes. New episodes appear there first every Monday with full video versions following on the Friday. If you are listening somewhere else, say Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd love it if you could leave us a little review. How many stars do we want, Maisie? Five all the time. Five stars. So yes, please do that. We would really appreciate it. And that's it from us. Felt like I was reading terms and conditions there. Till the next one. People on the radio speak really, really fast. Yes, till the next next time, Maisie. See you soon. Take care. Bye.